Good morning. It's good to see everybody out this morning. And I want to start off again by wishing everyone a happy Mother's Day. I'm very blessed to be able to help my wife this morning. Since my daughter couldn't be here, I made breakfast in bed this morning. So I want to go ahead and pat myself on the back for that and think what a good job I did. And I'm excited about this time of the, the day. It's, it's wonderful to be able to share these wonderful memories and these times together. And yet I also want to point out something very important that a day like today can be a very difficult time for some people. I think about people who have already lost their mothers. I think about people who perhaps struggle to have children of their own. I think about people who maybe lived in strained relationships with their mothers at certain times in their lives. Or maybe they didn't have mothers that acted very godly. And yet as we stand together this morning, as we join together, a godly mother gives us a glimpse of the unwavering sacrificial love of Jesus Christ. And that's something that needs to be celebrated. That's something that needs to be lifted up. And that's something that we need to be thankful for. We've been in a series entitled, That's My Job. And we started off talking about Conway Twitty. And I asked how many people who, who, I asked how many people knew, excuse me, who Conway Twitty was. And almost everybody in this service especially raised their hand. Everybody knew who that was. And there was one song in particular that he sang called, That's My Job. And it's a song about a father and a son, actually, even though it's Mother's Day about a father and a son, and the son goes through different problems and struggles, and he asks his dad, like, what am I going to do, dad, if it doesn't work out? You know, who's going to help me out? And the dad says, that's my job. That's what I do. Everything I do is because of you. And I began to think about that, and I've shared this every week that we've had this series. I got to thinking about what is my job as a Christian? What is my calling as a Christian? What has God called me as a child of God to as I serve him? We live in a world that is very broken. We live in a world that is, is so, so much a mess when we look around us. We look at a world, we see a world filled with hate and need and despair. And it seems to be everywhere. And yet we as the church have the answer to a broken world. And it's Jesus Christ. If you'll look with me in your Bibles in Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 14, this is our calling, this is our job. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's our job today. This morning on Mother's Day, we're going to look at perhaps one of the most important things that we have a calling to do as people of God, as Christians, and that is to love. We have a job to do, and it is to love. Now, love is a lot of people think they know what it means. Unfortunately, in our world today, a lot of times we've confused lust and love. But love is something completely different from those things. And we're going to talk about a godly love this morning. In 1 John chapter number 4, and verse number 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another. The beloved would be us, wouldn't it? That would be us as people of God. It says, let us love one another, for, God, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Verse number 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God. Wow. 
How important is love? How important is that we have love in our heart? It is essential. It says, if he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse number 9 says, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. The next verse says this, herein is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. And verse number 11 says, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Now, when I share that verse, passage in particular, a lot of people, the first thing they hear, the only thing they hear is, God is love. And yet, when I think about my mother, she is a wonderful, loving person, and yet there were some things that she expected out of me. She expected me to do certain things. She expected me to, to act a certain way. My mother expected me to show love to my sister, who I love dearly if mom's watching this. I just love her. She's wonderful and fantastic. I had to say that because my mom made me. <laughs> time and time again. And yet it finally stuck. I got a chance to eat with my sister yesterday. We all shared together with my mother and, and all the children were together. What a wonderful, loving family and a loving time we had together. My mom taught me something. It took a while sometimes, but I got there. And the truth is this, if we're going to truly, truly love the Lord, love God, and love people, we have to realize that God is more than just love. God is also holy. God is also just. God is also faithful. And as the people of God, as we love others, we also want to share those things about the Lord as well. He is holy. God has a standard that He expects His people to uphold. God is faithful. All of His promises are true. God is just. We serve a wonderful God who is also loving. And that love is exemplified in Jesus Christ. And I might even say in our mothers many times. But because God is holy, a holy God cannot be in the presence of sin. So Jesus Christ came and died and made that sacrifice for sin. A just God demands a sacrifice for sin. And so Jesus Christ came forth, come to his word. A faithful God will keep his promises, keep his word, and we can, we can trust in him. And he loved us so much. And this is a verse I want you to see this morning too. It's John 3, 16. One we're very familiar with. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's word is true. If we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he died for our sins, we too can have eternal life through him. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. You think, man, he really does love us. And yet he's not just one-dimensional. I found a quote that I wasn't sure if I should read it or not because it's going to be hard when Father's Day comes. But it says this, Motherhood takes the strength of Samson, the wisdom of Solomon, the patience of Job, the faith of Abraham, the insight of Daniel, and the courage of David. In other words, it takes a lot of men to make one woman. That deserves an amen now, come on. 
I added that last part. And yet our question is not, should we love? Often our question is, how do we love? How are we supposed to love those around us? What does godly love look like? I can remember when I was younger, my mom was disciplining me one day. Probably more than one day would be the truth. Even though I was a good little boy, I want to go ahead and share that. And yet one day she gave me a spanking. And I remember this very clearly. She said, this hurts me worse than it hurts you. I thought that was the biggest lie I'd ever heard in my life. And yet she did it because she loved me. She did it because she loved me. Love is not always just the easy things. Love is not always just the fun things. When our daughter was younger, when she was first born, I told my wife, I said, I want to be the fun parent, and I want you to be the one that has to do all the discipline, all the, all the hard stuff. And so I tried to be the very fun one, the one that she liked to hang out with. You know, I was going to be the good one, so to speak. And yet my wife had to do all the hard stuff. Guess who my daughter ran to every single time when there was a trouble, when there was a, a trial, when there was something not going her way? It wasn't me. She ran to her mother. Mothers just have a special gift that the truth is sometimes that we just don't have. It's just not the same. And it doesn't mean that everything's always easy. It doesn't mean that we always give everybody everything they want. Sometimes truly loving means doing the hard things. Sharing the hard truths. Making the hard choices. Our question is not, should we love? Because we know we should. But how? The Bible gives us some clues about how we're to love one another. We see it not only in our mothers, but also in scriptures. If you look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, verses 4 through 7 says this, talking about love, love is patient. It already got hard, didn't it? Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. I have read that time and time again. I have shared that in times just like this. I've shared that at funerals. I've shared that with people. I've read that as I've gone through. And something jumped out at me this week that I've never seen before in that. When we are to love people, a lot of those things dealt with me, things that I'm supposed to do. And yet I also recognize that a lot of those things meant that I was going to deal with some people who are difficult to love, people who had wronged us. People who had caused us trials and tribulations. I share this, and, and my wife will, will, I'll be in trouble when I tell this. Because I said this very often, she said, you really shouldn't say that anymore. And I've shared this maybe no one on Wednesday night class, but my wife always says that God made babies cute, but you don't kill them. She said, that sounds awful. And I said, it does. But I tell people that when our daughter was born, I didn't really know what to do. We brought her home from the hospital. One of the first things I said to my wife was, okay, now what? Because when we were in the hospital, we had nurses. 
We're in the hospital, we had a doctor. We're in the hospital, we had visitors. And then when we got home, it was just me and her. And I didn't know anything. And when you have a new little baby at home, they are cute. But man, they're a lot of trouble. <laughs> they cry. They're needy. They smell. <laughs> they beg. The list goes on and on. And yet, I would have given everything I own to protect that little baby. Because I chose to love. I chose to love that baby. It wasn't easy. wasn't always fun. And man, was it expensive. Yet, I chose to do it. We chose to do it. Loving those around us is not always easy. It's not always fun. Sometimes it'll cost us a lot. Sometimes there might be a lot of crying. Sometimes there's even a big stink raised. And yet we're called to love. We as Christians are called to reach out. Simply, love looks different than what the world does. Godly love is a visible love that we see exemplified in a wonderful way like a mother and a child. We also have another clue to what love looks like. And it's found in Luke chapter number 10 and verse number 27. And it says, And he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. Put God first. Amen. And the second one was, Love your neighbor as yourself. I've always told churches and congregations that I found out through the years that I'm actually, and this is going to come out wrong, I found that I'm actually pretty fond of myself. I don't like to be cold. I don't like to be hungry. I want to have friends. I want to be surrounded by people who spend time with me and who love me. If I'm hurting, I want to be comforted. I found out that I, I like all those things myself. If I love myself that way, I ought to be willing to share that same love. I ought to be willing to share that with all those around me. And yet, loving others like that requires loving God first. Love the Lord your God with everything that you have. It also means that loving God means following Him and serving Him His way. Following Him and doing things His way. Keeping His commandments. You see, God is love, but remember, He's also holy. He's also just. He's also uh, all, faithful, all those things. My mom was a wonderful mother. And yet sometimes she corrected me. Sometimes she told me hard truths. Sometimes she had to discipline me. The truth is I always deserved it and it was always good for me. But I didn't always like it. And yet if we're going to love people the way that we're supposed to, the way that we're called to, we're going to have to let God work on us. We're going to have to learn to listen to sometimes things that maybe we don't like, and yet here they are. Everything in here is not easy. Everything in here is not a promise. There are also warnings in here. Just like my mother, just like your mother, she always took care of you, and yet she didn't care to give you a warning every now and then. She didn't care to, to share with you something that was very difficult sometimes. 
for us to hear the truth is this. And I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it. Love pursues, as someone once said. I was a lot of trouble, I'm sure, as a kid. And I have a sister who I like to believe was a lot more trouble than me. Yet my mother pursued us both with everything she had in every way that she had. She sacrificed in every way so that we could do all the things that we needed to do if we're going to pursue those around us and love like Christ loves. It means, in many ways, going out and making disciples. Going out and sharing the truth of God's Word. It means more than just saying, would you come to church? But it means reaching out to people. Helping Loving people. Sharing the truth with people in wisdom and love. In a sense, it means we have to become a family. One of the great things about the church of God from its very inception was the unity of the believers. We are to be in unity together like a family. We sing that song, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Mothers want us to be like a family, don't they? They want us to be like a family. The first church I pastored, there was three of us, me, my wife, and our daughter. And sometimes on our way to church, it was like a fight all the way there. It was a rush to get out of the house. It was a rush to get in the car. I learned that blowing the horn while my wife finishes up is not a good idea. Amen. Guys, listen up. And yet, a lot of times when we would get to the church, one of the last things I would say or that we would talk about was, come on, let's put a smile on. We're at church. And we'd try to get out and we'd try to look like a family. Because families are important, aren't they? We care about them. We love them. You know what? As the family of God, we're supposed to care about one another. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we feel rushed. Sometimes it seems difficult. And yet, sometimes I just need to put a smile on and go, you know what? I love my family. That's what we're called to do. Except not just put the smile on, but have it in our heart. Just like mom expects. The third clue and the last thing that I want to mention to you before I get ready to show you a video here in a few minutes is James chapter number 5, verses 19 and 20, which is perhaps one of the most difficult parts of, of what a mother does. It says, My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth... And someone should bring that person back. Remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death. You know what? We live in a world where we think it doesn't matter which way we go. We live in a world where we think we can, a lot of people think they can do anything they want to. And yet there is a right way and a wrong way. There is a godly way and an ungodly way. There is a biblical way and an unbiblical way. And we as Christians, if we're going to truly love people, it doesn't hurt to stand up and say, thus saith the Lord. This is what God says, because if I love you, I don't want to see a single person have to spend eternity in hell. I want to see everybody go to heaven. I really do. I'm on my way to heaven this morning, but I don't want to go myself. I want to take as many people with me as I possibly can because if we love people, we want to see everybody come to the knowledge and truth of Jesus Christ. We want to see everybody with true joy and happiness and peace. I want to share that. 
I want to share that with those around me. I want to show them the love that was shown me. You know, and just like, I'll go ahead and tell this too. When I was a kid, my sister and I were throwing a ball in the house. And we weren't supposed to do that. So we were throwing it back and forth and we broke the lampshade and we also broke a plant. I don't remember if they were separate times or together times, but I know what we did for both of them. I turned the lampshade around to the back so you couldn't see the shattered part. I also turned the plant just about a quarter of a turn so you couldn't see it. I tried to hide it. I remember the lampshade because mom walked in and immediately noticed the lampshade was broke. I thought I'd done a good job covering it up. Yet she knew. The plant maybe took a little longer for her to discover, but guess what happened to that too? It eventually found me out. Because when part of it dies, it's kind of hard to cover that up. And you find it and it's broken off. Doesn't do any good to hide again. Just like it didn't do any good to try to hide stuff from mom. She found out. You know what? The Lord knows what's in her heart. He knows what's in her mind. He knows what we're doing. And yet, he loved us so much that he was willing to die that we might have eternal life through him. I love that. I love that, that picture that we have. Sometimes it's tough love to stand up and say there's a right way and a wrong way. Sometimes it's, it's tough love to stand up and go, that's not what God wants for your life. And yet if we truly love people, we will share those great truths for us or for those around us because it's a necessary part of loving people. Just like my mom loved me, I'm sure I got punished. There was a penalty. And yet you know what? I saw my mom yesterday. She gave me a hug. Still loved me. Still loved me. Even though sometimes I was a thorn in her side. Even though I was a good little boy. She still loved me. You know what? Maybe you're here this morning and you failed Jesus Christ at a lot of turns. Maybe you've not done the things that he's called you to do. Maybe you've never accepted him as your personal savior. You know what? We need to turn around and go the right way. And yet Jesus Christ is there with his arms wide open. A lot like mom is. I have a video that I want to show. If they'll turn the lights down on the stage. This is an older video. But it's about, it's called mom goggles. It's about two guys who get left alone with the kids. And they struggle just a little bit. So they decide, if I remember correctly, to order some goggles that help them see things through the eyes of a mother. The goggles are not very fashionable. Let me just go ahead and warn you. But there's a great truth that they share in this. If they'll go ahead and share that this morning. Are you guys sure you got this? Yeah. The twins are plugged in. Baby's asleep. How hard can this get? We're men. Besides, I bumped into Chuck Norris at a Pizza Hut once. I think his powers rubbed off on me. Get out of here. Go on, enjoy your mommy getaway weekend. Oh, this weekend was a bad idea. You remember what happened last time we watched the kids? I'm not a pinata! Ah! Get it off me! Get it off me! <laughs> ah! 
Yeah, we're gonna need help. Warning, use of this product may alter your perception of reality. All right, everything looks the same. This is a joke. Guys, it's like the Sahara in this cup. Can somebody hit me with some juice? <laughs> and listen, pulp, no pulp, doesn't make a difference to me. You're the ones dealing with the diaper. Long goggles. <laughs> it's beautiful! <laughs> I need you to sit on your bottom. Listen to Daddy. You sit on your bottom, okay? Daddy's gonna come get you. Don't move. Don't dance. Just sit on your bottom. Daddy's gonna come get you. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't you try to stop me. Baby made a poopy, yes you did. Where are your mom goggles? They wouldn't fit over my hazmat suit. Take that. Oh, oh. You're so cute. And then the little boy <laughs> rocked his mommy. Oh, I love you forever. I like you too. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Oh, well you take it and you fold it from corner to corner. No, I'm, I'm asking the question, how do moms do all of this? How do they handle it all? Well, maybe they have goggles we don't know about. It's as if God gave moms a special way of looking at things, you know? Okay, who taught you servanthood? Who modeled grace? Who gave you a taste of what God's love could look like? My mom, Mr. T, and my mom. Anyway, I, I just think God gave moms a special way of looking at things. Hey, honey. Hey, how's it going at home? It's all good. 
guess you could say I'm starting to catch a glimpse of what your world looks like. Oh, really? Yeah. Mama. Hold on, your daughter wants to say something to you. She says she misses you. And she realizes how important you are in her life. And she doesn't know how you do it. And she knows that she can't make it without you. She said all that, huh? I don't know if she said it. But it's what I wanted to say. And I should have said it a lot sooner. I thank God for you. The twins. Um, it, it was nothing. We, we have to go, okay? Um, lo love you, Mommy. came across a quote this week and it says, a mother's love reaches far beyond circumstances and feelings. It sees past flaws and imperfections and celebrates God's gifts of love sent from heaven in the form of a child. I just want to remind all of us that a holy, just, and faithful God loves you. So much so that he sent his only begotten son for you. And all that we've talked about in Mother this morning, I also want to remind us that Jesus Christ loves you more than your mother. And I won't take that. He loves you more than your mother. As we get ready to get a song of invitation, I want you to know that you can come and know the love of Jesus Christ this morning. The love of God through Jesus Christ. I want you to know that you can find forgiveness from God through Jesus Christ. And I want you to come and experience a greater love than you can ever imagine through Jesus Christ. Thank you, mothers, for helping show us the way in so many ways. And yet, it's still all about Jesus. And he's still the one that loved us more than anyone else ever could and ever has. As we get a song of invitation. <laughs>